Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, John Opelowski. How are you today, John? Tim, I'm doing good and very excited to have Jamie Halavin back with us for episode 165 today. Right on. Jamie, we, we just really enjoyed last week because you were you were speaking um, to people who who are introverted, not not because they've been harmed in some way or they were raised in a small town or but God created some people to actually think before they speak. <laughs> God created some people <laughs> to uh, enjoy silence and yeah. meditative, you know, acts. And then God created other people that just you know, that just chatter on and on like monkeys in the zoo. And, and I, I, and God created them both. There's a purpose for both of them, but I, because, because sometimes people listen to this one, but not the last one, would you give us just a brief recap? It was so good. If you, if you wouldn't mind going back, what are the myths and what are the survival tips for introverts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. First of all, it's good to be back. I'm, I'm glad you brought me back that my, um, you know, controversial, my content wasn't too, uh, introverted that you don't want me back for the second week but um just just the part where the heresy where jesus was an introvert other than that it was fine it was really good i prefaced that i said i have no theological basis none none it's just it was anecdotal evidence you know that's anyway um yeah (laughs) some of the um the myths that i feel um, I have encountered as an introvert and other introverts that I know have encountered these myths as well that we've spent a lifetime busting are number one that uh, introverts hate people. You know, we don't hate people. Uh, we actually love people very deeply. Um, we just have smaller circles of influence, um, tend to be more observant and um, insightful in those in those circles. And um, we don't hate people. So just rest assured if you have an introvert in your life, they love you. They love you deeply. They don't hate you. Um, I promise. <clears throat> Number two, that second um, myth that I feel that um, is something that we struggle with as introverts is that um, we don't play well with others and we're socially awkward. Um, and I and again, that comes from I think. Um, we're not always on in the large groups. So people think, oh, well, they don't want to be here. They don't want to be around people. They don't get along well with others. Um, we do. Again, it goes back to that that small group situation. And I think the social awkwardness comes from um, the extreme dislike or uncomfortableness, discomfort, that's the word, not uncomfortableness, discomfort um, with small talk and the getting to know you types of questions. Those are, those are difficult. And then the third um, myth that I think that we struggle with is that we introverts can't be effective leaders. And that's not accurate as all at all, as John mentioned in the last podcast. And, and I mentioned too, is my husband and I travel the state in our, our role of superintendent for the Assemblies of God, Michigan Ministry Network. There are tons of introverted leaders and pastors and ministry leaders and global worker workers are, they're, they're everywhere. So, right. you know, solidarity guys. <laughs> Right. And good ones. Right. We're not talking about all we need all kinds. It's like, no, these are excellent leaders that are that are faithful for decades doing a great job. Yeah. And then. um, Yeah. So those are the the myths that I feel like, um, you know, I've had to kind of encounter in my my years of my lifetime of, of introversion. Yeah. Um, and then I think we went through a couple of, do you want me to talk about those first two survival? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we um, I've said that when you are as an introvert in a, a large group setting, um, if you're in charge of running an event or a service or just a thing, um, an important thing to do as an introvert is to break away um, for one on one time during that event. Um, find somebody that you can interact with in either a small group or or just kind of a, a small conversation. There are little points of um, kind of recharging through mm -hmm. what could be an emotionally draining um stretch of time. So I think that those little bits of recharge are are huge. Um, just kind of find that person that you connect with, uh, whether it be on a, a Sunday um, at church, if you're, if you're, you know, in ministry or leading a huge event or whatever, just kind of find that person you can connect with. Right. And the second one um, is a, a, a kind of a practical tip that I learned um, from years of awkward small talk that a dear extroverted friend of mine just a couple of years ago helped me with this one is to keep a list of small talk topics like in a note in your phone or whatever just um if you know you're going into a social situation where you don't know people really well review your small talk conversation topics so that it's not insanely awkward and open-ended questions are, are really good like jim mentioned last week where you can kind of draw out conversation with other people so yeah, those are my first two survival tips as a, as an introvert. You know, and, and Jamie, uh, on that on that second survival tip, I was just thinking that uh, you know, you keeping a a list of what you could talk about in the moment. Um, I do that when I'm having when I know I'm going to have a difficult conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it keeps you on track. It keeps you on uh, track. I mean, it it might sound weird. It does sound weird. I know as I'm saying it out loud, I'm thinking this probably sounds so very weird to every like spontaneous extrovert out there. You know? <laughs> but, but we're not talking to them. We're, we're, no, you know I mean? no this is not I for guess. you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah and, and it's so I could just connect with that. Um, mm -hmm. that I go I go into those difficult conversations. Uh, I'm always anxious going mm -hmm. into them. Mm -hmm. um, but having a a game plan in front of me in case I feel like I freeze. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's so nice to have that iPad with the four bullet points. <laughs> I want to, yes. I want to cover. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and it's, it's interesting that most of the time I don't need them. Right. Right. It's just nice to have that kind of little security net yeah. there, to, knowing that it's there to, to brace your, your introverted fall. If it happens. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, Jamie, you said something in, in episode 164, uh, and I jotted a note down while you said it, because I thought it was so powerful. You said this, introvert attributes are gifts. Mm -hmm. And 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 I would like to append to that, not handicaps. Mm -hmm. Right. They're gifts, Absolutely. not handicaps. I, I think the observational power of introverts is sorely needed mm -hmm. um it, it's it's interesting how much you can learn just by watching people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and and the power of observation and the insight that it, it allows you to have in certain situations now i think i think that that can go off the rails um and and this is not in our notes but it just popped up in my head here uh, we could go off the rails with this too. Um, yeah. And in his book, uh, The Road Back to You, Ian Crone talks about uh, Enneagram fives, uh, which I score highly on uh, at the introverts. He, and he said this line in the book, and, and I'm going to take it a little out of context, but he said, 
you know, fives, we all know that you think the world is full of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> just silently <laughs> judging you. <laughs> just crack me up. But, you know, there's that power <laughs> of observation can get us you know, can get us off track too. Yes, yes. And, and that's uh, why I think it's important to have that small group of of close friends because if you, as an introvert, it is, you know, your tendency could, can be to just kind of sit quietly and create all of these, you know, ideas in your head about hmm. the situation and the people. So having that group of of people to kind of help you, you know, get those out in, 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 yes. into the air and think correctly. <laughs> or differently, not necessarily correctly, but yeah. Yeah. So, so Jamie, <laughs> let's, let's jump into uh, the three other survival tips that um, you've, <laughs> you've listed here. We'd like to unpack those together with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and another, uh, it's a, these I feel like are kind of um, practical ideas. And I think that mm -hmm. that that's important to have there. Um, so again, this, my third, survival tip um, as an introverted leader, when you're in a large group setting, again, you're running something, whether it be a service or an event or or just whatever, you know, day-to-day -day things you're leading, <clears throat> um, is to have a safe person or kind of a, a sidekick or an assistant for the day for the event. Yeah. Um, I did this, I, I learned, this was something I actually learned I didn't do this when we were pastoring and I, I wish I had um, because I would always kind of just preface any event that I did. I would say to my team, guys, I'm going into task mode. I need you to know I love you. Thank you for everything you're doing. If I forget to be nice, remember the <laughs> so um, if I forget to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then in this role, I've had to, um, do some large events and, and run some things. And so what I did was actually, it's the same person who helped me with my, um, my, my list of questions, my, my lovely extrovert friend that helped me with that is I have um, an assistant for the day who kind of knows everything that I know about the event. They keep, they have all of the details, all of the ducks in a row alongside of me. They're my, um, my troubleshooter. They're my, um, you know, if I need a break, they're the point person. Um, they're, they, they're also the person that I can kind of break away with and have just a, a quick recharging conversation. Right. Um, just kind of like an assistant or a sidekick for, for the day that I found that to be extremely helpful. Um, and it makes my, my, um, recovery time from an event less laborious i guess less it's interesting long. yeah I, I, that recovery time piece that i, I have to figure that out yeah when i have like when i have a series of events stacked mm -hmm. next to each other the recovery mm -hmm. time and i think this is probably true for extroverts too um mm -hmm. but i never thought about the assistant actually yeah shortening your recovery time that's yeah that's yeah it, it made the event more and, and the event was enjoyable to begin with I had a wonderful time um you know just connecting with everybody but just having that piece of my brain available um you know to yeah it just it really helps yeah. to kind of like know that it was kind of like that that safety net again I didn't necessarily need her all the time but just knowing mm -hmm. she was there to kind of help me if I you know 
needed that little extra. And would would she know when to step in? You yeah. know, somebody's just all over you. She's like, hey, yeah. you're needed over here. Yes, and, yeah. She's yeah. we're very close. So she knows that about yeah. me. She knows my personality type and she okay. you know could step in and kind of be like, oh Jamie needs she needs some my assistant. Lifeboat. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a lifeboat. Get in the yeah. lifeboat. Do you yeah. have like yeah. do you have like eye signals that you do maybe yeah. you do blink yes or... we do. She we I she knows I, my look. <laughs> I, I actually do because I, I wear glasses. My security team knows this. This is just pasture, so I can say this. I said this is a, a natural motion, but mm -hmm. I promise you, my my glasses don't itch. Don't if itch. I do this, I'm asking for help. You know, yes. so Congrats people are like, I have, hey, so I, I, there's a UFO that landed. I'm like, oh, that's really fascinating. Hey. That's really that's you know, please somebody help me. You know, help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need signals. Yep, absolutely. So she and I have those. So yeah, so you have that safe person, that assistant, that, you know, uh, sidekick for the event. And that kind of naturally leads into, because John, you mentioned it too, my next um, survival tip as an introvert is to have a recovery period after, yeah. um, after an event, after a thing, after, um, you know, if you're administering, you know. Can I ask you a question? You say recovery period what does that what does that look like what is your recovery like you, you went from exhausted big event lots of people mm -hmm. and now you've got how much time and what are you doing during that time to recover yeah yeah and I, a recovery makes it sound like almost like it was an injury so it kind of does come across <laughs> negatively but it's not really it's not really recovery it's more of a recouping or recharging yeah, refilling, um, yeah. you know prior to um Aaron and I being in this role as superintendents um, when we were in ministry at the church, I also worked a, a job outside of the home. And the nice thing about that is that job, we had Mondays off. So I would have my Tuesday through Friday work schedule. We'd have our ministry weekend. And then I was able to have Mondays to myself just for, you know, that recouping, that recharging period. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, self-care or anything like that, where you take like a long hot bath or get a massage or something crazy like that. I mean, for me, even just having that Monday to go grocery shopping by myself, to catch up on laundry by myself, just like alone time, because my kids were older, they were in school, Aaron would go into the office. So I had that day by myself, just to do the alone things. And for me, that's regenerating that I recoup when I'm doing those things alone. Um, you know, sometimes I, if I, everything was caught up, I just I'd read a book um, and not like necessarily um, nonfiction. It was mindless fiction, you know, usually science fiction, you know, it's something, yeah. you know, to um, kind of help unplug yeah. and recharge. So just okay. kind of have, have time to recoup, whatever that looks like. I mean, all introverts are different. Some people will go for a run. Um, go, you know, do some type of exercise alone, whatever. That's not me. If you see me running, I'm being chased by a serial <laughs> killer. Um, so that's just, yeah. You know, uh, Jamie, I think, I think that leaders underestimate how much energy they expend, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're a pastor on Sunday, that there is a lot of energy expenditure. And uh, I know a lot of pastors who have told me, man, Monday is like mentally a difficult day for me. I want to, I want to hang up the cleats yep, um, yep. multiple times during the year. And Mondays, there's usually the culprit. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think, and I think it's many, many times, it's simply what you're describing here. That the, the solution is, Hey, you, you just need downtime. You need time <clears throat> to recharge. You, yeah. 
you need a healthy distraction. Yeah. Uh, something that you can maybe even lose yourself in that has no eternal consequence to yeah. it. it. It's it it's not life alter. It's life altering for you, perhaps. Yeah. Nobody else. Um, and I think we miss that. I, I think introverts tend to be more in tune with that necessarily, you know, more so necessarily than, than um, extroverts right. and extrovert will have that Monday where things were just exhausting from a weekend of ministry. And they think something, you know, like you said, they want to hang up the cleats, but what they don't realize is they need that recharge time. Whereas an introvert right. knows that about themselves. So oh, yes. it's not as, catastrophic of a feeling so to speak you know it's just oh this is just yeah. the normal rhythm i've got to i've got to recharge yeah. and 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 you know uh, one other thing real quick here on this and I, I don't want to belabor this but i just think we're on something important here um if you're an introvert don't expect other people to understand your need for a long yeah. time yeah no don't it, expect yeah. that they you, you, you know you have to you have to step up to that and say I need this time alone or I, I yeah. need space. Yeah, and, and I'll don't get also, frustrated. Yeah. Don't get frustrated when people don't understand. You'll in, what I encountered a lot of times is like no no that's my day to rest or that's my recovery day and the, the oh well it must be nice you know that I would get a lot of that at home well it must be nice I'm like no can I necessary can I add some of this because my. My wife is a, is an introvert, so Sundays are exhausting. I'm an extrovert, so Sundays are exhausting, but in a different way. And and she would say on Monday, like I just I just need space. And from me, I'm like, well, no, it's our time to be together. It's our let's just hang out. Let's just you know let's go for a walk. Let's go do something. And she just so we we instituted something called Dina Day, mm -hmm. where we we come in. There's a the morning is work and debrief with the staff and prayer and you know. But at noon, the whole staff is off for the rest of the day, including my wife. And she, we have a deal from the time she comes home, whatever that is, whenever she's, she feels like she's finished enough to be clean from, from work, she'll come home <laughs> and she, she gives me a kiss and says, hi, and goes in the bedroom, closes the door. And she does not have to come out of that room until she wants to. Yep. And generally she gets hungry. So yeah. I, I mean, she has, she has to come to out of the room sometime. eventually. <laughs> if, she, if she takes nachos with her, I know I won't see her until Tuesday, but, I, but yeah, but she walks in there and sure enough, like, you know, six, seven o'clock or something like that. And she, and what's neat, and this is what I'm trying to say to those who are extroverts that are in relationship with introverts, mm -hmm. if you give them their space, they come out like better people. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. you don't, it takes until Thursday for them to recover from Sunday okay. rather than Monday afternoon. So yeah. she comes out and she was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I, anything you want to do, I'm, I'm excited just to be, you know, with you. So we'll go for a walk or we'll go out to dinner or we'll cook at home or, but that, that that is a joy at six o'clock in a way that it could not be at one o'clock on the same day. She oh, needs absolutely. that time to watch the Hallmark movies that are just so, uh, you know. I have, I have kind of a funny story really quickly about when Aaron and I first got married and he was he was discovering all of the nuances of my introversion. Um, you know, I had to I it was a, a fluky thing. I picked him up after work and normally my drive home from work was about 40 minutes so it was nice kind of a downtime for me to just kind of you know decompress from the day before entering into our extroverted world um but I needed to pick him up from on the way to something else so we were coming home from work I picked him up and we had to go directly to something else so I picked him up I'm in the driver's seat he's in the passenger seat and he just starts talking right away and I said listen listen this is my time this is my decompression time I just need some quiet okay just like 10 minutes of, of 
of peace and quiet. He's like, really? And I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. So I'm, we're driving along, I'm driving up, you know, up, up Van Dyke or whatever. And, um, I can feel him staring at me, just staring at me. It had been maybe a minute and he's just staring at me. And I, I, I look at him out of the corner of my eye. I said, what? He said, aren't you lonely? I'm so lonely. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was our, our big, our first, like, moment as a couple uh, understanding the difference between our introversion and extroversion so yeah anyway um but my i think my last is this my last uh tip yeah you have one more to share with us yeah my final tip kind of goes into that recoup time the recoup the recharge time is kind of a big one after a big event take a big chunk but i think it's also important to and and now i don't want this to sound like all i'm doing is relaxing as an introvert because i can't function without it because that's not the case but i think that as introverts need to find little snippets in their day um so that we can just be okay peopling you know we can be okay being a person um like for me i tend to get up early not that i i love it i don't i'm not a morning person my mother-in-law used to say that it's called morning because it's so sad and i fully ascribe (laughs) so i'm not a morning person but i need that time before the rest of my house wakes up um you know just to be by myself, you know, make a cup of coffee, listen to some worship music. I do my devotions at that time. I'll kind of just journal my previous day just to kind of start my day um, charged. So just kind of working little spaces, alone spaces, uh, introvert time throughout your day, whether that's running an errand by yourself or going for a walk alone. It doesn't have to be a big, long two hour stretch. Like mine's just a half hour in the morning, you know, just a quick 20 minute walk through the neighborhood or just something where you're um, alone with your thoughts, just doing a quick, you know, middle of the day before the day starts, end of the day recharge, um, just to Mm -hmm. kind of get you through. And, and I, I would say this, Jamie, you, you you know this because you did the hard work of knowing yourself yeah. and then and then creating um, the rhythms of your life that make sense mm-hmm. rather than being forced into the rhythms and the expectations and the, you know, living burned out and miserable. You yeah. decided to be emotionally healthy. And, and I, I think, again, people ask a pastor quite often, why is there pain? If God is good, then why does stuff hurt so bad? He said, well, because pain tells us there's a problem. Um, something's wrong and now you can do something about it. So you've responded to the pain of, mm-hmm. of Aaron getting into the car and wanting to talk. I <laughs> saying, don't talk. <laughs> and, and I, and I think, I think by, you know, you, you are a seasoned veteran leader in a, in a key position over, over a state of, of ministry. And so I think hearing you say that gives people permission to oh. as well, kind of architect uh, yeah. a life that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I so. we're so grateful for your honesty and transparency. And I know you're probably going to take about three days off now and take a nap, yeah. you know, and, and get a massage, take a bath. Those things we talked about earlier, <laughs> listening to Kenny G with candles. I don't know what it is that does it, but, but uh, you know, <laughs> but, but again, I think whether you're an extrovert an introvert or just whatever vert you are um, <laughs> learning, learning through pain, the balance of being who you are in a healthy way is something that we John, is, is, is it fair to say every podcast has that element in it? Learning how to be who you are, what you do, what God's created you to be and do in a way that that isn't nearly as painful because you've learned how to do it well. Yeah. So Jamie, thank you for sharing that. John, thank you for 
bringing Jamie on and, and uh, just, it was a brilliant move. And I, John, if it's somewhere to say, Hey, I, I, I've heard what you guys have been talking about, but I gotta be honest with you. I don't know those rhythms. I live in a perpetual state of exhaustion to exhaustion, not glory to glory. What, what, what would you suggest they do next? And I, I think coaching is going to be part of this answer. At least I hope sure. it is. You got to find you. I don't think you're going to be able to unentangle, disentangle yourself from that alone. Yeah. I just, I just don't think you can. You need yeah. dispassionate third party, somebody mm-hmm. who can listen well, who cares about you, that's not afraid uh, to tell you the truth, uh, not afraid to help you discover a, a new way of of living. Uh, so you know we we have a, a we have an amazing team of coaches and mentors at, at Converge Coaching. So if you want to unpack that with somebody who's who understands as a good listener and will uh, help really will collaborate with you on a good game plan to figure yeah. this out. And I think you have to figure this out. If you want to yeah. stay in the, in the leadership role for the long, long haul, you've got to figure this out. So you can reach out yeah. to us at convergecoach.com and click the contact us link. And that gives you access to our team. 30 minutes, uh, no obligation. And, yeah. you know, that might be all you need is, is 30 minutes uh, with us. And, uh, you know, if we get in uh, get through that call and you feel like, wow, I'd like to talk some more then you know, then we could talk about what that looks like, but it's that simple, Jim. Yeah. Right on. And I, I hope that people are listening saying, well, it takes effort to, to have small talk and it's, it's not, this is, this is no more small talk than your trainer in the gym or the person who's guiding your finances or, you know, the doctor that's sitting down with your physical health. This is this is a huge part of enjoying and being productive in life or being miserable. <laughs> so um, John has is, is told you that, that his default setting as God has created him and his giftedness is to be more introverted than extroverted. So you say, well, I'm just too shy to call. Well, you're, you're going to be talking to somebody, at least up front, someone that, that uh, you know, that has the same strength that you have. You just don't know it's a strength yet. So um, let it let Converge be a, a servant to you in this area. And there's nothing, there's really nothing to risk in the first 30 minutes, except um, except wasting 30 minutes, which we, we rarely, if ever, have ever heard of. So God bless you, our dear listeners, our dear watchers. We are praying for you, cheering for you. I've gotten the habit of saying this lately, but it's Tuesday. This is when this thing comes out, Tuesday morning. And you haven't quit. You made it through another week. Good and faithful servant. Keep going. If we can help you and serve you in any way, get in touch with us. And we'd love to continue this conversation as you continue to lead from alignment.